Welcome to Main Menu for September 25th, 2010. I'm Jamie Pauls. This week, Chase Crispin updates the technology news of the week. Next, Daryl Shandro reviews the Sendero Lookaround app for the iPhone. Finally, we hear part three of Curtis and Karen Delzer's look at the Samsung Haven from Verizon Wireless. That's all coming up on this edition of Main Menu. Tech Update, a technology news segment heard on ACB Radio's Main Menu and Accessible Worlds Tech Talk. Hello everyone, this is Chase Crispin with Tech Update for Main Menu and Tech Talk for the week of September 22nd. Due to the fact of a very busy schedule last week, it wasn't able to get a tech update out to either Main Menu or Tech Talk, and I do apologize for that. So this tech update this week will be covering the technology news for both last week and for this week. There is quite a bit of technology news for the last two weeks. One of the most notable things is the release of the Braille Sense on Hand from GW Micro. This is the newest note taker in the line of Braille Sense products from GW Micro. GW Micro is marketing the Braille Sense on Hand as the smallest note taker with a Braille display. It includes a built-in 18-cell Braille display and a built-in compass and GPS. It is available from GW Micro now for the price of $4,995 and is now shipping. If you'd like to learn more about the Braille Sense on hand, visit www.gwmicro.com. Also from GW Micro was a release of a new script for Windowwise, which fixes a commonly reported problem of the Windowwise browse mode refreshing when you're typing in an edit box. Visit the Script Central page at gwmicro.com cs to learn more about this script if you are a Windowwise user. Freedom Scientific, makers of the Magic Screen Magnification software, have released a free update to Magic version 11, which allows true dual monitor support. You can finally use Magic with two monitors simultaneously. This is a free update to all Magic 11.0 users. To learn more, you can visit freedomscientific.com, which is F-R-E-E-D-O-M-S-C-I-E-N-T-I-F-I-C dot C-O-M. One of the most popular social networking clients for the blind, Clango, has released a new version of Clango just recently that has many bug fixes and better support for Facebook. If you are a Clango user, this update is available for you now. If you're not a Clango user or you'd like to learn more about the update, you can visit clango.net, K-L-A-N-G-O dot net, to find out more about this update. eBay has partnered with NFB, the National Federation for the Blind, to improve eBay accessibility and make eBay better for blind business owners. As I said, eBay is currently working with NFB on some eBay accessibility issues. If you'd like to find out more about this, visit nfb.org. Speaking of NFB, NFB technology experts have been reviewing the much-discussed, now-accessible new version of the Amazon Kindle. The NFB technology experts are not too fond of the Kindle, as you can find out if you go to nfb.org and read their Access Technology blog. Many other sources, such as Serotalk and others, have covered more about this new Kindle, some giving favorable impressions and some not. The Kindle includes two screen readers, 
one with text-to-speech to read books that publishers have allowed text-to-speech on, and the other to read the Kindle's menus. If you are looking for an affordable book reader and you don't want too sophisticated of navigation, such as navigating by paragraph, word, or character, you might want to check, check out the new Amazon Kindle, but be sure to read the NFB, Talk, and other reviews before purchasing a Kindle, as there are some quirks with this device that you may want to learn about first. A new version of NVDA, Non-Visual Desktop Access, a free open-source screen reader for the blind, has been released. This is beta version 2 of the NVDA 2010 version. This includes many new improvements, including better support for Adobe Flash Player, improved object navigation, and a lot more. You can visit nvda-project.org to learn more. That's N-V-D-A, as in Nancy, Victor, David, Alpha. The Blind Mobile Tech blog, which I run, has now published an article about the imp- thoughts and impressions of all of the new Apple products released within the last year, including the iPod Touch 4th generation, the iPod Nano 6th generation, the new iPod Shuffle, the new iMacs, and the new Mac Pros, as well as the new Magic Trackpad, iPad, and iPod Dock. If you would like to read this review so you can learn more about the accessibility enhancements in the new Apple products, visit blindmobiletech.blogspot.com. That's B-L-I-N-D-M-O-B-I-L-E-T-E-C-H dot blogspot.com. This will conclude this edition of Tech Update. I have not received any feedback on the comment line, so if you are listening on either Main Menu or Tech Talk, and you would like to leave feedback, just that you're listening, if this is helpful or not to you, or even just, or even to provide something that you would like to see added or correction to anything I say, feel free to call the comment line at the number provided at the exit of this podcast. The intro and the exit music, as I said in the first tech update, belongs to Andre Louis and is used by permission only and is not the property of Chase Crispin, ACB Radio or anyone working on the main menu team. Thank you for listening to this edition of Tech Update. Thank you for listening to this week's Tech Update segment. If you have any comments or anything you'd like to see added, please call 206-337-4383 and be sure to listen in to next week's Main Menu and Tech Talk. Good evening, everyone. It's Friday, September 17th, 2010. I'm Daryl Shandro. This evening, I am demonstrating a brand new app for the iPhone released by Sendero Group. Now, most of you will know that Sendero Group is the company that develops... GPS navigation solutions for blind people. Uh, you know, uh, they developed the uh, GPS engine behind Code Factory's Mobile Geo, uh, the Braille Note GPS line of products. I believe their solution is also the. Uh, engine, the GPS engine behind 
the navigation solution on the on GW Micro's, you know, Braille Sense and Voice Sense note-taking products. Uh, they uh, they probably exi- exist on some other device. I'm not thinking of right now. They there is a uh, reference to six different GPS products. So I'm clearly missing something. But anyhow, that's uh, fairly comprehensive. So this evening I'm going to demonstrate the new Sendero GPS Look Around app for the iPhone. It was just uh, posted to the iTunes store today. And I thought I would just do a brief demonstration. I, I'm, uh, I'm outside my apartment complex right now, and I have an iPhone 4 in my hand. 554. Slide to unlock. iPhone. And we'll try to make sure you can hear this. Unfortunately, I don't have a direct connection. I'll just have to put the speaker up to the, up to the phone. Um... So I'm going to locate the app, and this is good because you'll you'll hear what it what it sounds like in in real world conditions, uh, especially if you do not have uh, uh, earbuds or or headphones on. Safari, iPod. So I'm. Safari, mail, phone, page five of Fox and Arrow GPS. I was just flicking left a few times from the very bottom of the screen to get to. Page six and Arrow GPS. Double tap to open. I'm going to double tap. So you get a disclaimer. So I just double tapped the uh, app and then double tapped the OK button on the disclaimer. And in point of fact, I know that I am currently on the sidewalk facing east on University Drive in Tempe and the road just ahead of me is Smith <coughs> excuse me there is a road behind me there is a cross street behind me but it is far behind me so let, let's shake the phone and those of you who use mobile geo will recognize that sound. It says, no look-around information currently available. Where am I? Button. So, uh... Capital W. No whiskey. Where am I? No look-around information currently available. I'll try that again. Facing east near 1965 E University DR. University DR in Tempe. Near S. Smith Road. Nearest point of interest is a third law group LLC and is 43 yards west. Okay, so um, there you go. It, it found uh, it found some information that time, <coughs> and it put the focus on. Where am I? Facing east near 1965 E University DR. University DR in Tempe. Near S. Smith Road. Nearest point of interest is a third law group LLC and where am I? Button. Where am I? Facing East in Tempe. Where am I? Facing East in Tempe. Where am I? Nearest Cross Street. Button. Nearest Cross Street. 
So, sometimes it says something useful and sometimes it says no look around information available. So uh, we'll just keep walking down University and I'll shake it again. Okay, so I like I, I like the fact that it uh, when it is able to find look around information, it quickly gives you very useful information. Now, um, at the end of this demo, I will uh, explain some things. Uh, I will explain some aspects of the app that are that are critical. Okay, so the screen has become locked. 559, slide to So I'm walking, I'm walking and I'm periodically uh, shaking my phone and uh, shaking the phone causes the app, uh, causes uh, the look around app to refresh. There is no automatic refresh in this app, unlike um, a couple of other apps that are available. I love it. <laughs> University doctor. I just turned right on Smith Road, so now I should be facing south. I'm going to unlock it. Slide to unlock. Slide or double tap. Sendero GPS. Facing east near 1995 University DR. Okay. University DR in Tempe. Near University Doctor. Near Facing south near 810 S Smith Road in Tempe. Near University Doctor. Nearest point of interest is set environmental and is 104 yards east. Okay, so uh, it, it is telling me, it is giving me accurate information. Uh, so, and, and in fact, um, other apps do the same thing. From time to time, they also say no address information is available, or they'll give something very uh, general, like uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So they, so this is not. The, the, some of these issues with the Sendero GPS look-around app are not unique to this app. I just want to make that clear. So I'm going to walk down here a little ways down Smith um, till the, uh, till the uh, traffic on University Drive fades away. Oh, by the way, it's saying things like University Doctor and Smith Doctor because 
because voiceover has a speech dictionary that expands those abbreviations. And I wish, although I don't believe there's a way to do this, but I wish there was a way to just turn that off. So don't try to say doctor or drive when you see DR. Or don't, say, don't try to say street or saint when you see ST. Just say things like DR and ST. Let us figure them out. Of course, even better yet, let us, let us determine what is expanded and what isn't and how and what it's expanded to. Um, heaven forbid, right, that we should do that. <laughs> um, perhaps, uh, perhaps Sendero could have just uh, expanded the abbreviations to the right ones and displayed them that way on the screen and said expanded DR to drive and so on and so forth. I don't know how complicated that would be, but maybe somebody might want to... Uh, give them feedback. Okay, so I am just passing the east driveway to my apartment complex right now. Still headed south down Smith Road. It's actually Smith Road. I, is it saying Smith Drive? Let me see. 603, slide two I just passed the driveway. Okay, it's saying road. It's saying university doctor. So it says no look around information. I'm going to try this a couple of times. Okay, I'm slightly concerned about that. Um, that gives me a concern about reliability. If I shake my phone once and it says that there's no look around information available and I do it again, it says I'm near 852 South Smith Road. That, that's a little worrisome. Let's test another intersection. Um, and, and again, apparently, uh, look around allows the, the screen to lock. Um, even when it has the foreground. I would I would hope for a setting or something um, to control that, but uh, no such luck. Um, so uh, let me just move along here a little bit, let you all listen to, to the sounds on a Friday evening in Tempe, Arizona. Slide to unlock. Sendero GPS. Facing southeast near 852 S. Smith Road in Tempe. Near University Doctor. Nearest point of interest is set environmental and is 183 yards northeast.
Where am I? Button. Facing southeast near 850. Where am I? Button. Where am I? Wow. It seems to be... Uh Kind of sounds like it's stuck, doesn't it? It's been doing this walking sound, that mobile geo sound for well over 30 seconds now. So this is, if this, if this situation happens often, um, this is a showstopper for me um, in as far as uh, taking this app seriously. It still appears to be in this sort of unresponsive state. I'm trying to push the different buttons. Yeah, it is not responding. Capital S settings. So I'm going to hold the power button on the phone down. Power off. And I hold the home button down now to force closed. Okay. I have now double tap to open. Closed it. I'm going to reopen it by double tapping. Sendero GPS. Disclaimer. Sendero GPS lookaround is intended for orientation purposes and there are no guarantees as to the accuracy of the data. Do not use while walking or driving. By proceeding, you understand and agree that the location data and GPS may not always be trustworthy. Okay. Button. Welcome to Sendero GPS lookaround version 1.0. Touch a button or shake the phone to receive nearby location information. Touch the help button for details. Where am I? Button. Welcome to Sendero. Where am I? Okay, so I'm gonna. I'm. I'm standing at the corner of Tenth and uh, Smith. I'm gonna shake my phone. Facing south near 1998 Tenth Street in Tempe, near S. Smith Road. Nearest point of interest is set environmental and is 357 yards north. That is, in fact, quite accurate. I'm okay, thanks. I'm okay, thanks. The orbit bus was passing me. I'm glad he stopped. I'm gonna try something here. Um, Screen dip. Facing southwest near 1981 E 10th Street in Tempe, near S. Smith Road. Nearest point of interest is set environmental and is 361 yards north. Facing south near 1996. Okay, so you do have to be careful how the phone is oriented. Um, I'm going to walk just a short ways down 10th Street. I've only walked about, uh, what, three or four yards down the street? Okay, just unlocked it. Shake. Near S. Smith Road. Nearest point of interest is set environmental and is 361. Facing west near 1976 E. 10th Street in Tempe. Near S. Smith Road. 
nearest point of interest is set environmental and is 360 yards north. Okay. So, as you can see, uh, this, uh, this app is very, uh, very accessible. Let's see. I'm trying to think if I can get into this. I'm going to have to go back up to university. Okay, so uh, I will give some uh, noteworthy uh, tidbits about using the app and uh, some caveats I see with the app, some good points and some caveats, and then uh, the contact information for Sendero and for myself. So, um, the GPS, the Sendero GPS look around app uses the phone's, the iPhone's built-in compass. It does not use the uh, GPS data to try to tell you what direction you're going. That's very important to know. The compass is only going to work if the iPhone is in a certain position. That position, uh, that, that position is very specific. The iPhone needs to be um, flat, uh, needs to be oriented flat with the um, touch screen facing upward. In other words, the touch screen facing the sky and the back uh, with the camera on it facing the, facing the ground. Okay? And the power button needs to be facing ahead of you in the direction, you know, in the direction that you're traveling. That's the front end with, that has the power button on the right and the uh, headphone jack on the left. That portion of the phone needs to be facing ahead of you, um, you know, in the direction that you are actually traveling. Uh, that's what I demonstrated earlier when it was saying southwest. Uh, I purposely had the phone oriented in my hand similar to a regular cell phone with the, uh, you know, basically with a touch screen facing or which would normally be the keypad facing to the left and the power and headset jacks facing upward and that was causing it to generate incorrect compass information, okay? So, um, very critical that you have the phone positioned with the touch screen to the sky and the hello okay so uh, at least he uh, honked his horn and then drove around me so well I guess we'll give him give him a gold star for paying attention that's another issue <laughs> I'll talk about the invisible blind man someday anyway um what was I saying? Oh, I'm reminding you the correct position of the iPhone when using this app. Touch screen faces the sky, back of the phone faces the ground, and the end of the phone, the front end of the phone with the power button and headset jack faces ahead in the direction you in which you are traveling. Okay, so having that out of the way, that, that, is, that is critical to understand. Um, you, uh, another, another thing to understand about this app is, it, uh, as I said earlier, it does not prevent the iPhone from locking. So, 
Uh, that means that uh, as you're walking or riding in a car, um, you'll, uh, you'll have to shake it every so often to keep the screen from locking, uh, uh, you know, and, and to refresh the app, or you'll have to, you'll find yourself, you know, unlocking the screen, which is fine too. Just be aware of it. Although the app is in the foreground and voiceover is saying things to you, the phone will still lock. Um, let's see. So, good things about the app. It's Sendero GPS Lookaround app is very easy to use. Just double tap the icon for it on your phone's home screen and it tells you exactly what you need to do. You double tap OK on the exclaimer. It gives you some help as to how to get started. Then you just double tap the button you want. You want to know exactly where you are. Double tap where am I. It'll tell you. It'll tell you which direction you're facing. Assuming you have the iPhone oriented the, uh, in the correct position. And it will tell you what street you're near. Uh, there's, you can double tap the button for cross streets. You can double tap a button for point of interest. And you can double tap a compass button, which will just tell you what direction you're facing. So you can shake the phone to get it all, or you can get just specific information. Um, just keeping in mind uh, that um, if you want the compass uh, information to be correct, then the phone needs to be oriented as I've already described. Um, so um, it's 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 easy to use. It's only uh, it's only four dollars, you know, three ninety nine in the iTunes store. Um, yep, the app plays a sound when it's working, so you know. Uh, absolutely that it's doing something um, which is very accessible and more than some iPhone apps do for us um, and um, and it's a sign of great things to come from Sendero on the uh, iOS platform I think um, I really uh, I really like to see apps out there that are accessible to us. Uh, I love to see mainstream apps that are accessible, but I also like to see apps from assistive technology companies that uh, so sort of, that sort of uh, you know, fill in that gap. Um, there, there always will be certain tasks that a mainstream app intended for sighted people will not will not fulfill for us even if the app for sighted people is made fully accessible and I believe that GPS that, that navigation may be one of those areas uh, that there, there will always be um, areas where you know there will always be room for an assistive technology related app um, okay so um, you know, those are, those are all the things I like about it, and uh, um, I'm sure there are some others, but uh, those are the ones that come to mind right now. Um, cons, uh, some things I don't like about it. Obviously, I don't like the issue that I 
<laughs> just demonstrated a short time ago. Um, if you're out walking or riding around, you really don't want your GPS app to just sort of freeze up and stop working and become unresponsive. Um, I, I know uh, I know some people say I'm hard on this, uh, but I uh, even though I'm a even though I'm a fairly technical person and I'm definitely an advanced technology user, even I don't have a whole lot of patience for things when you know that don't work for silly reasons that just sort of sit there and become unresponsive. Um, I'm, I'm more patient with that, you know, like if I'm beta testing something. So if it's an alpha or beta test product or, you know, it's a free product or something like that, you know, when I know it's something that's been just sort of hacked together, uh, then I'm, you know, less, or it's a beta product, I'm less uh, hard about it. But in a, in a release product like this, um, where it's... Uh, it's no longer a beta and it's a paid product. I want I want it to work unless there's obviously unless there's an extraordinary issue or there's a, a hardware problem with the device or some really good reason why not. I want it to be reliable and at least do something. Uh, in a similar vein, I don't like the situations where it says there's no look around information available. Especially when I can refresh when I can stay in the same, rooted to the same spot, and I can refresh the the app, which you do again by shaking your iPhone a little bit, um, then uh, you know, I, then it tells me there, you know, then it gives me information. That that makes me a little nervous. That that issue also needs work. Um, and. Uh, I, uh, I don't uh, really like um, I don't like the maps button. There's a maps button on the apps screen on the on the look around app screen that takes you into Google Maps. Um, I don't I'm not sure what the point is. Um, somebody maybe can explain that to me, but I know that one of the things it does is takes you into another screen, and essentially you're no longer in the look around app and you have to close that window maybe it's I don't know maybe it's opened Google Maps in Safari or it's opened the Google Maps app but you have to you have to basically go back into the app switcher and find the look around app and uh, open it back up if you if you have found yourself in the maps section so I don't think that's I don't think that's a good thing um, and unless unless I really have an understanding as to why let me adjust this a little bit I'm re-entering my apartment complex here by the way um, unless I have a really good explanation as to why that maps option is present um, I would I guess I would just prefer that it not be there um, unless unless there's some reason unless there's some reason to use it that I just can't that I find I just can't live without um, I might change my mind about that um, I also don't like the idea that the app can't refresh automatically you know um, 
let me let me have more settings. I guess uh, maybe is what I'm saying here. Let me uh, let me have an automatic refresh if I want, uh, and set it. Uh, you know, let me let me set it between uh, you know 30 sec every 30 seconds, every minute, every five minutes, every 10, every 30, every hour. Maybe give me some options uh, for auto refreshing. Um, uh, let me decide. Uh, let me decide whether or not the focus. Let me decide whether or not the focus automatically uh, switches uh, to the top of the window and reads the new information after it's refreshed. Um, a friend of mine said that he didn't like that feature, and for the most part, I don't mind it. Uh, for me, I think it's. I think it's pretty awesome because uh, that's usually what I want to happen. I think focus is put there so that voiceover will, in fact, speak that information. But you know, let me have a setting in case I don't want that. Uh, maybe I maybe I want to flick uh, back up to that information manually for some reason. Yeah, let me set it. Put it in the settings. I make make the app a little more configurable. Um, if there's some reason why the Maps uh, button is there, um, let me set whether that is uh, available or not, and perhaps have that off by default um, for beginner that to serve the needs of beginning users, because I could see a beginner becoming extremely confused, um, since after all they have left the app once they've double tapped that button. Um, let's let's maybe uh, try not to do that. Um, Okay, so this is uh, this is Sendero's uh, first foray into the iDevice arena. Let's congratulate Sendero for it. Uh, it's a great start. It's a nice app. It's definitely worth four dollars. Sendero says that the money spent on this app will go towards you know development of uh, additional you know GPS products for the blind. I don't know if that's I don't know if that means it'll go towards, you know, iOS specific development or I don't know if that means that, you know, development in general, including the, you know, including Mobile Geo and the uh, Braille Note and uh, Braille Sense uh, platforms or, you know, what that exactly means. Uh, maybe we can ask Sendero that. But uh, anyway, um, uh, let, let's buy it. Uh, let's... Let's encourage as many of our sighted friends and relatives who happen to be iPhone users to buy and try this app as well. Uh, it sounds like maybe the more uh, people who buy this app, uh, the more Sendero will, will potentially be willing to offer, to offer us inexpensive navigation apps for the iOS platform. Okay, so let's consider that angle too. Maybe if 500 people or a few thousand people buy it, that'll make the difference between that and if only 50 or 100 go for it. Okay, so let's let's support them on this. Price of admission is very cheap, you have to admit. Um, so, um, how can you uh, uh, contact Sendero? Well, Sendero has a nice website that documents the Lookaround app quite nicely and gets you uh, contact information and you know, uh, 
and all that good stuff. So I'll just give you that. It's uh, senderogroup.com. I'm, I'm sorry. I think you actually have to have the www. It's www.senderogroup.com. That's S-E-N-D-E-R-O group.com slash iPhone, I-P-H-O-N-E. So it's www.senderogroup.com slash iPhone. That's a nice, it's a nice simple page that documents the app and, uh, uh, and it does so quite nicely. If you'd like to get a hold of me, my name is Daryl Shandro. My website is www.blindaccessjournal.com. That's blindaccessjournal.com. You can send me an email to editor, like E-D-I-T-O-R, editor at blindaccessjournal.com. Let's proceed to the finer points of setting up your phone. We haven't covered all the menu options by any means, so let's just take a quick sketch look at these. I'm going to press left soft. Menu. One. Contact. The contact screen is similar to the right soft entrance to this. By default, your phone has many contacts already set up, including balance, including 411, including data, and other settings. You can use those, you can delete those, whatever you wish. Now, ICE is a contact. Contact screen, one, contact list. Now, that's one of the options of contacts, is the contact list. If you down arrow, two, new contact. That's a new contact. Instead of hitting right soft, you can use that. See, there are many ways to access the same screens. Contact. You want to edit a contact? Here's where to do it. Four. Erase contact. And. Five. Speed dial. Six. In case of emergency. Seven. My name card. My name card gives you the opportunity to fill out information about yourself. It's like a contact except it's called My Name Card. has your home number, your mobile number, mobile 2 number, and picture even. But of course, it doesn't give you an opportunity to sign yourself a ringtone. But that's the only difference really between that and just the editing a contact. And you heard me editing contacts a little while ago. Now, let's see what else is in this contact menu. I think there's only seven. So if I press down arrow again... One, contact list. So I've covered that whole menu. Press backspace. Now if I press down arrow. Two, recent calls. Recent calls, let's press OK on that. And... Recent call screen. One, missed calls. There's missed calls. Press down arrow. Two, dial calls. Three, answer calls. Four, all calls. Five. Call timer. This is fascinating. Since I've reset this phone to do this podcast, all of the calls to and from this phone, press OK. Call timer. Screen. Last call. Zero hour, zero minutes, 31 seconds. Left soft key. Reset. Right soft key. Reset all. And 
Press down arrow. All call. 28 call. And 3 hours 15 minutes 24 seconds. And that's since it's been reset. Calls to uh, voicemail from people and so forth. Pretty interesting. Press down arrow. Receive call. 3 call. And 0 hour 13 minutes 18 seconds. And... Dial call. 24 call. And... 3 hour 36 minutes 4 seconds. And? Roaming call. 0 call. And? 0 hour 0 minutes 0 seconds. And? Last reset. Right soft key. Reset all. And if I press backspace. Recent call screen. 5. Call timer. And down arrow. 1. Missed call. We're back to the beginning of that menu. Now let's press backspace again. Two, recent call. And down arrow. Three, messaging. Press OK. Messaging screen. One, voicemail. Three. Means I have three voicemails. And... Two, send message. So you can send a text message. And... Three, inbox. Four, four in the inbox. Draft. One. One in the drafts, four in the inbox. Five, sent eight. Sent eight messages. Six, settings. Settings for what? Let's see. Press OK. Message settings, screen, one, voicemail alert. Now that's rather interesting. I can set up voicemail alerts here. That's pretty cool. Let's press OK and go in there and take a look. Voicemail alert. Screen. One. Alert tone. That's where you go in and you change the sound that's heard when you get new voicemail. To go in any of these menus, press OK. Let's go down arrow. To reminder. Reminder. That's a voicemail reminder. Press OK. Voicemail reminder screen. Selected. Off. Ah, that's why I've only been hearing it one time. If I were to press down arrow. Every five minutes. That would uh, remind me every five minutes I have voicemail by a sound. Or. Every 15 minutes. Or. Every 30 minutes. Or. Selected. Off. Off. I think I better put that on five minutes. I sometimes tend to forget I have voicemail. Every five minutes. It can be annoying, though, when you're busy, so it gives you the opportunity to turn that off if you need to. Or just uh, turn off your phone. It's really up to you. So I'm going to put mine at five minutes for the time being. Pop up screen voicemail reminder set. I pressed OK voicemail on that screen. screen to reminder. And down arrow. One alert tone. This gives you the opportunity to set the alert tone. Now, if, do you remember earlier in the podcast I said the default was a certain sound? Press OK. Voicemail alert tone screen selected. Pause tone left soft key select. Right soft, play. Press right soft. That's the default. And you can do the same with messages and alerts for messages in a similar manner. You could go up and down this screen if you wish to and play any of the sounds that are available by pressing right soft and then choose the one you wish to use with left soft. Okay, let's press backspace. Voicemail alert screen one alert tone. 
And backspace again to go to the other screen. Message settings. Screen. One. Voicemail alert. And down arrow. Two. Voicemail pound. Voicemail web? I've since discovered that the synthesizer has a tendency to say pound instead of number. So what they're talking about in that menu is voicemail number. Hmm. Let's press OK and see what that's all about. Pop-up screen. Do you want to edit voicemail number? Left soft key. Yes. Right soft key. No. Oh, I see. Okay. No. Message settings. Screen. Two. Voicemail pound. Huh, must be the where you can edit the voicemail number if you need to. And down arrow. Three, message alert. Oh, there's the message alerts. Let me show you what that's all about. Press OK. Message alert. Screen one, alert tone. That's the alert tone for messages received. And I'm going to press OK. Message alert tone screen. Selected. Breezy tone. Left soft key. Select. Right soft key. Play. Okay, do you recall earlier when Karen sent me a message? It was the same tone we just heard a little while ago for voicemail. But what I've selected for text messaging is this. Play. I like that. It's, you got a message, you got a message, you got a message, you got a message. <laughs> Let's press backspace to get out of that. Message alert, screen one alert tone. And down arrow. Reminder. Reminder. Press OK. Now, do you want this to be repetitive? Message reminder screen. Selected. Off. Yeah, I think I will. Every five minutes. I think I'll set it there, so I pressed OK. Pop-up. Screen. Message reminder set. And. Message alert screen to reminder. And down arrow. One alert tone. That's already been done, so press backspace. Message setting. Screen. Message alert. And down arrow. Four. Entry mode. Now the entry mode is how you like to write your text messages. What mode you wish to use. You can select it here, the default one. So let's press OK. Entry mode screen. Selected. ABC. I like ABC because of the voice synthesizer. If it was a regular screen reader type voice synthesizer, I wouldn't mind using another mode. But ABC gives the synthesizer time to catch up with what you've done. If you use another mode, you might not happen to have as much control of what comes out as you do with ABC. So that's just my idea. If you have a better one, communicate with me about that. I'd like to know. And let's see what the other choices are. If I press down arrow. ABC. Sounds like the same as what was there. Up arrow. Selected. ABC. And down arrow. ABC. Is that different? ABC, maybe it's capital ABC, maybe the other one is lowercase ABC. I don't know. Down arrow? One, two, three. That, I believe, is for ten keys, like one through zero. And? Word. Word? And? Palabra. Palabra. Down arrow? Selected. ABC. One. ABC. ABC. One, two, three. One, two, three. And? Word. Word. Palabra. Palabra. Five modes. Selected. ABC. I'm going to leave it there, so let's press backspace. Message settings. Screen. 
4, entry mode. And down arrow. 5, auto erase inbox. Auto erase inbox. When? Let's press OK to enter that menu. Erase inbox messages screen. When inbox is full, erase old messages. Selected automatically. Okay, down arrow. Manually. And down arrow. Selected automatically. If I understand the manual correctly, what that means is what it just said. The oldest message in time gets erased first automatically when new messages come in. If you have this on manual, you won't get any messages when your inbox fills up because <laughs> it's full. But automatically is a pretty good idea. Just uh, remember that it's there. I wonder how many KB of memory is available for the inbox. So let's back out of this with the backspace. Message settings, screen, five. Auto erase inbox. And down arrow. Six. Auto receive. Auto receive what? Let's press OK to enter that menu. Auto receive screen. Selected. On. On or? Off. Off. Hmm. Selected. On. I guess you can choose not to receive text messages. I wonder how long it would keep them on the server. If you were going on vacation or something and couldn't get all your messages, then Verizon would have to store them for you on the server until you came home and turned on receive again. You press backspace. Message settings, screen, six, auto receive. And down arrow. One, voicemail alert. Okay, we're back to that. Now let's press backspace again to exit this menu and... Messaging screen, six, settings. And down arrow. One, voicemail, three. Now this is a menu we've been through, so let's backspace again. Three, messaging. And down arrow. Four, pictures and sounds. We have been through this. Pictures and sounds are the same sounds that are on your phone, as far as ringtones, and the same pictures that we've examined before. So let's hit down arrow. Five, tool. Let's enter that. Tool screen, one, calendar. We've been through that with appointments and. Two, alarm clock. And. Three, calculator. And. Four, voice demand. If you enter that menu, all that's going to happen is it's going to be the same action as you pressing the button directly below the visual display. Down arrow. Five. Calculator. The tip calculator we've done. Six. World clock. Now this one we have not done. Let's take the opportunity now to explore this. So let's press OK. World clock screen. Tom S. New York. Friday, September 0311. 56 p.m. Visit S. New York. Friday. September 0311, 56 p.m. Left soft cases, right soft key options. Let's press left arrow. Visit S. Montreal, Friday, September 0311, 57 p.m. Left arrow. Visit S. Washington D.C., Friday. 
February 11, 57 p.m. Visit Est, Detroit, Friday, September 0311, 57 p.m. Visit CST, Chicago, Friday, September 0310, 57 p.m. Visit CST, Houston, Friday, September 0310, 58 p.m. Visit CST, Dallas, Friday, September 0310, 58 p.m. I'm just pressing left arrow. Visit CST, Mexico City, Friday, September 0310, 58 p.m. Headed westward across the country and the world. Visit MST, Denver, Friday, September 0309, 58 p.m. Visit MST, Phoenix, Friday, September 0309, 58 p.m. Visit PST, Los Angeles, Friday, September 0308, 58 p.m. Visit PST, San Francisco, Friday, September 0308, 59 p.m. Visit PST, Seattle, Friday, September 0308, 59 p.m. Visit, Axt, Anchorage, Friday, September 0307, 59 p.m. Visit, Past, Honolulu, Friday, September 0306, 59 p.m. 6.59, it's almost midnight here. <laughs> How about that? Friday, September 0305, 59 p.m. 5.59 there. My goodness, it's almost 6 o'clock. Did you notice it says ST standard time, not daylight time? I thought that was an hour off. That concludes this edition of Main Menu. We trust you've enjoyed the program. On behalf of the entire Main Menu team, I'm Jamie Pauls wishing you and yours a great week.